Difficult to make it out from the video, but those are inspiring words by the late Harvey Cayley, who, of course, was the inspiration. He and his um, wife, Gloria, she should live and be well, for uh, Camp Cayley. And in our studio, you may, uh, you may recall that our good friend Robert Katz has a prominent role at the, uh, at the OHEL organization. I don't want to get it wrong. It is the... Uh, OHEL, OHEL, OHEL Children's Home Chief, and Family Services. Chief Development Officer. Yes, that's correct. The Chief Development Officer at OHEL Family, at Children, OHEL, <laughs> help me out here. OHEL oh, at OHEL, at OHEL. At OHEL Children's Home and Family Services. And I get a pass on this because normally I, I begin the interviews in a much smoother fashion. I get a pass because we're at the tail end of Sheva Brachos. And you know 
that you know Sherman Ruckus could be a little bit of a wipeout week. So if I have a if I take a break here or, or I take a minute try to focus on something, you understand why? Mazel tov, <laughs> mazel tov to Binyamin and Kayla Siegel. <laughs> Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Uh, and mazel tov to you and everyone at Ohel. It is amazing to me how many people mentioned the summer of 2019 at Camp Cayley. To me, did you have a chance to visit or not? Did oh, you get up like there? five times. I was up there. Yeah, sure. And there's always good energy up there, but for yeah. some reason this summer, a lot of real positive messages were coming from that area of the Catskills back to uh, the city. Gloria Cayley's words, Camp Cayley is a place where typical children and special children come together to live under one roof, but it's the typical children who come back special. Very good Vart. That's, <laughs> that's glorious Vart. It's not very, it's not our Vart. That's, that's not good. part of our marketing strategy. Those are Gloria's own words. That's how much nachas she has from it. And uh, I got to tell you, this, the, you know, obviously, I, you know, all, all uh, you know, everything, all cards are on the table. I asked you to introduce this Ohel sure. segment with Kol Hanashama right. by Natanel Hirschstick and the Maccabees. That was done at Kaylee. That was done, filmed at Camp Kaylee right. and as a labor of love by Natanel Hirschstick. Uh, to the Kaylee family, uh, Natanel did an amazing job, and we were just thrilled to have him up in camp. And you know, if, if it could become the official song of Ohel, awesome! It's a Simchat Chaim, a joy of life song, and um, that's what Camp Kaylee's about, really. Well, there are other benefits as well, frankly. Uh, now, the average person who has not walked onto the Camp Kaylee campus can see just how beautiful it is. It's a, it's really the facilities are great, bunks are beautiful, and you have a uh, really a unique campus up there. Uh, which is not easy. It's not easy always to, you know, <laughs> to build a campus, especially. Let, let me dispel the rumors because there are tons of rumors. We just heard them again yesterday, and it's just oh, false. This, this is interesting. We're, we're not buying another camp. <laughs> That's just, you know, let's let's go on record. We're not buying another camp because we get that ask that question constantly. Well, I didn't know what rumor you were referring to. Now that you're referring to this, I really thought it was a piece of news and not a rumor. We we based on our research, you are buying another camp. Oh, that's, that's so funny on your research. Yeah, so, <laughs> really? So and tell you, me who are your demographers yeah, and so scientists. I, so I know you're here denying it. <laughs> what is real advanced Israeli technology, reconnaissance technology are you using to determine that? <laughs> I wonder if there wasn't an interest among the people at Kaylee to go to a different campus. I wonder how that rumor would have started. That's funny. It's not. It's just. But you're uh, saying there's no intention. You're staying where you are. Uh, I mean, it is beautiful. So well, don't look, look. Uh, let's. But let, you know let's why just, the rumor started. The rumor started because both the boys' and girls' programs at Camp Kaylee are so successful right. that the community just assumed that you're trying to make a full seven-week program for each, and you would need two campuses Okay, to do but that. people, you know, presuming is one thing, talking about it and, 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 and saying But that idea has it's... never come across the desk of the people at OL? Oh, well, look, a lot of ideas come across the desk. I got but, it, but there but... must have been a conversation within the OHEL facility about two seven-week programs, one boys, one girls, you know, under Camp Cayley. Yeah, uh, I, I, I could tell you 14 different conversations were held about how to make things even better. Right. Um, and there are various ways to do it and things to consider. And, um, we, you know, we might have, uh, we might have, we might come up with something soon. We might come up with something soon. Because it's the only drawback. The only drawback is the parents that are sending children to Kaylee for three and a half to four weeks would love to do it for another week or two. That's look, really the only look, drawback. The, the great vision, the great vision about Harvey and Gloria and what they did for, for camp for Ohel by, by purchasing camp Kaylee is that it's not just camp Kaylee. 
In other words, it's not the 25 acres that Camp Cayley sits right. on. There are 130 acres of land out there. Right. Now, a lot of it is not perked. We can't do right. anything with it. But the point of the matter is— That's how you use the obstacle course. You use a lot, a lot of that land, right? Well, yes, and, and you know maybe there's other land right. to be used. But right. the point of the matter is, is that it's not just camp. It's a facility used by groups, by OHEL itself— not from June 25th to August right. 23rd, but from May 1st till the end of uh, October or to mid-October. Right. I mean, we run um, weekend seminars up there for women fleeing domestic violence and their children. You know, we have um, uh, 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 retreats for parents who have lost adult children. Um, various groups rent our facilities, everyone from... Uh, you know, uh, X to Y to high schools and, and, and colleges. You even had an Ofruf up there recently. Uh, we had an Ofruf up there, sure. Ago. We have bar mitzvahs up there all mm. the time on weekends. So, I mean, look, it's, um, you know, and, and of course it's open at any time during the summer. Any parent with a child with special needs who needs a respite, who needs to get away, just call us, come, and you are our guest up up in the, right. up there. Any time, free, I, I free think, of charge. Yes. I think Dr. Blumenthal's already on the phone, but I, there are a couple of things before we introduce him officially that I want to just ask you about first of all, i just mentioned the obstacle course did the event go well in may yeah very what, what do we call it extreme we call OXE. it oxy it went well oxy oh hell extreme challenge went well we had well over 500 participants that's insane and we're, we're again we're constantly trying to uh, think about how to make it better and 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 uh, get more people involved um you know it, it makes it, no sense people traveling a couple hours on a busy Holiday weekend. If, if like on paper, the whole thing makes no sense that you've been able to build it to this point. And look what's happened. It's I, incredible. You the know, whole thing's incredible. You know, I, th I think there's a bucket list factor here. I, I think there's a bucket list factor, and it's more than once. I, I think people... You right, know, they I, keep going back for more. Well, I think I think it's because it becomes very competitive. You right. have to be very competitive to do right. OXC. You can't just say, one and done, I tried it. I'm, no, once you try it... You're hooked. The adrenaline says, I've got to do better next year. I want right. to test myself. I want to test my limits. I want to challenge myself. I mean, and beyond <clears throat> the competitiveness physically, there's also the competitiveness fundraising wise, frankly. Well, Every team wants to do better than the other well, team. Well, so thank God we had uh, two teams in particular this year. We, you know, we really have to give uh, a shout out to Jack Jaffin Associates and right. also Rachel Rosenberg and her firm, Roscoe, right. Roscoe and Ben Englander. And, and um, um, PwC Price Waterhouse and the Sol I, Scott Salzberger—they they are competing with each yeah, other. Yeah, there's I mean, no they, there's they, no doubt about it. <laughs> they see each yeah, other. There's no there's no doubt which about is it. Hilarious. Yeah. Well, <laughs> hey, I'm I'm laughing all the way. I mean, you know, it's great, right? I know it is it's, great. It's hysterical. Uh, and they should keep doing it. And then I have a note here that you have established a date for the upcoming OHEL Gala. Oh yeah, I I would say we would need to establish a date. And by that now. will be uh, on on Sunday. November 24th, the Sunday before Thanksgiving, as always, at the New York Marriott Marquis, 5 p.m., Sunday, November 24th, OHEL celebrates its 50th anniversary. Nice. And we expect a packed house of 1,200 people, and we expect a very, very entertaining and different kind of program, which will focus not on the last 50 years but on what the next 50 years looks like, nice. uh, starting with all of the issues that OHEL is facing now and what we project we will be facing in the next uh, decade to come. Have you chosen honorees or you're not? We have. I cannot tell you who they are. We're going to have right. to save that for the next time we're on the air right. uh, because um, 
Because you refuse to be cooperative. So, so we re- I refuse to be cooperative. I need to sign a, a written statement before I release this information to you. Um, not to mention the fact that the the honorees, you know, still need to sign on the dotted line. Right. Yeah. So we're working. We're finalizing things with people, but we've certainly got our lineup uh, in mind. Tough calendar for you dinner people this year. You know the what? Whole month of October. It's is like gone. Jackie Mason says, right? right. And I, I, it's all these early The Jewish holidays never come out in a good time. It's always a, it's always a bad time. It's, it's, it's never just right. It's always a, good, truth, a bad time. It's always late. It's always is, early. But the truth is, your office is probably working the last three weeks like crazy. It anyway, doesn't matter. So it doesn't uh, you know what? It, it just doesn't matter. You take anything that comes your way right. and you deal with it, and and no excuses, and and, and you just make it work. Uh, the Robert Katz is here, Chief Development Officer at OHEL. Lots of stuff to talk about, including circling your calendar for the 24th of November, which is their upcoming uh, gala. And uh, Dr. Norman Blumenthal is with us live via telephone. Uh, you had mentioned to me that this is a very sensitive time of year uh, for a lot of uh, a lot of people, both parents and kids. It's a time of year of transition. First day of school for some were yesterday. First day of school for some today. First day of school for some tomorrow. It's a, uh, it's a really big transition week and a good time to speak to Dr. Norman Blumenthal about some of the anxiety uh, that can arise in our children. Well, I, w- I would say severe, debilitating anxiety, but Dr. Blumenthal will tell you more about it. Dr. Blumenthal, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you. Thank you. It's good to be back. So I have a legitimate tie on uh, Robert Katz that he will not reveal the guests of honor at the gala for the 24th of November. If you tickle him, he might tell you. <laughs> that's, that's quite a strategy, Hey, doctor. tickling we, we, tickling is a four. You know, we can get into this, doctor, about what tickling really means, right? <laughs> Dr. Blumenthal, it is a week of transition. It is a week where many people around the world, not just here, but around the world, are spending their first day, sometimes in a new school, sometimes obviously in a new grade. Uh, it could be a very uh, a stressful time for both parents and children, is there any general statement to start this conversation with that you would give a reassuring word to those who sometimes fear a week like this? Okay. Well, first of all, let's, let's remind ourselves that most of our children are doing very well. Our schools are thriving. We live really in wonderful times, not only in times where we have so much to provide for the children and highly trained professionals, uh, but even if necessary, that we have at our disposal uh, many uh, facilities and uh, also highly trained mental health professionals within the Jewish community, within the Orthodox Jewish community, even within the Yiddish-speaking Hasidic community. So uh, I don't want every single parent panicking. Children are very resilient, and I'm sure the vast majority will (laughs) do well and will have a year of growth and success. For those who are going to struggle, there's much available to them. Uh, to help them and assist them uh, with the various kind of challenges that children face. Robert used the word before debilitating when we spoke about anxiety. I mean, some of us, and I, and I guess we have to be a little bit more sensitive, might say, is it really possible that there are people that would you know, suffer from debilitating anxiety because of these? Absolutely. Well, uh, you know, first of all, uh, it's important to, rem- to recognize, and I think we have to dispense with a myth, that children, or for that matter, adults, who are experiencing debilitating anxiety or debilitating depression, it's because somehow or another they're mistreated or they didn't have happy lives or they, for that matter, that they don't have parents who know how to parent. Um, the vast majority of the children that we treat at OHO, uh in the, in the, base, in the Tikva Clinic, uh, both in Far Rockaway and in Tuckbush, come from very loving homes 
uh, whose parents are as effective or, let's put it this way, are as imperfect as we are or anybody else. Um, just like any other kind of medical ailment can happen for reasons that we can't fathom, uh, psychiatric disorders or mental illness can occur also in, in the finest of homes. And uh, we, number one, if we're going to assist children and adults, is we have to once and for all destigmatize mental illness as something that's a result of some failing or some uh, abuse or mistreatment on the part of others. It happens just like a medical, other medical ailments happen. And if we can destigmatize and take away the shame, then both the children and the parents will be more willing to come for assistance. This, uh, the debilitating anxiety that you're referring to would be unusual in a child of how young? I mean, this is more common once a child reaches what age? Well, we're seeing, uh, actually, we're seeing a dramatic increase in anxiety in children. Uh, a lot of the research shows that uh, sometimes people talk about this being the age of anxiety, that, that uh, anxiety in children and adults uh, is significantly increasing. Um, the, the both national statistics and statistics in the Jewish community uh, uh, gathered by relief resources show that for adults, anxiety is the number one referral to mental health professionals with children. It's the third most common referral following uh, attention deficit disorder and conduct disorders. Wow. So it is, very, it is very much on the increase. Uh, and it's almost ironic because in many respects, we live in uh, among the safest, uh, most opulent times, and yet there is more anxiety today, um, certainly among children, than there was during the Depression, during World War II, during the Cold War, during the Vietnam War era. So it's, uh, there could be a, there's a host of reasons proposed why, which I don't know if we want to spend time exploring, but it is far more common. And I will tell you that teachers today, and I, we have participated in this, many teachers today are being trained how to manage anxiety in the classroom. That's not a treatment. Treatment has to be done in the mental health facility by a, by a trained provider, but to assist in that process and to both detect and assist in the uh, relief of anxiety in the classroom. Dr. Norman Blumenthal with us. Uh, all right. Um, I got to ask this question because it has become, unfortunately, and we, you know, when, we, when we speak with some of your colleagues, mm -hmm. colleagues from Amudim and other organizations, they deal with this problem, unfortunately, on a regular basis. I mean, sometimes the anxiety gets so severe. I mean, there are youngsters, and I'm talking about those in their teens and 20s, in our community, and I'm saying this the way I'm saying it because people have to face up to it, mm -hmm. uh, who take their own lives. And one, yeah. one wonders what we as, a, as families and as a community can do to simply lower that number and to you know, help stem the tide of what is becoming something way too common. Is there anything you could tell us about that? Right. Unfortunately, we have also had to deal with, uh, you know, you mentioned adolescents and adults. We've had to deal with preteens, which I can tell you when I was in graduate school sometime around the Civil War, um, <laughs> when, when we were taught that, that uh, teenagers and children, uh, suicide is so rare that you don't have to take it seriously, then nobody would say that today. Unfortunately, it is, it is on the rise, and children are getting old very quickly. Um, so we quoted Yogi Berra before. Uh, I mean, you quoted Jack Mason. We quote Yogi Berra, right. who used to say that about the old Yankee Stadium, that it gets late very early out here. Yeah. It's, uh, children are getting late very early. 
And so we are seeing, uh, this is something we're, we're seeing with a dramatic increase in. There's a lot we can do. Number one, as I said before, let's de- once and for all destigmatize mental illness so that people will go for help. The research shows in adults at least and teens, I'm not sure about the research in children because it's still so rare we don't have research, but the research shows that a significant number of those who die of a suicide are not in treatment at the time. In fact, interestingly enough, some of the research shows that they're going more to medical doctors for, phys- for complaints of sort of more traditionally medical symptoms. Um, and so, therefore, if we can detect uh, depression, we can detect anxiety because 90 to 95 percent of those who die of a suicide have a concomitant mental illness. So uh, if we can detect it and people will be less ashamed to go for help, less ashamed to be open about it. I often say when we make a Misha Beirach, on, uh, let's say, uh, for, for some people who are sick and someone might ask, what's the matter? Well, we won't hesitate to say, you know, my father has, uh, has, uh, is getting a stent. You know, uh, my, my, my this relative is, you know, has this medical, you know, is getting this kind of surgical procedure. Or something like that. Why can't we say, you know, my son has OCD? You know, my, you know, my, my husband and wife have depression. We, we, we have to, you know, take away that stigma. That's the, probably the primary issue because most, most of these ailments most, and, uh, are treatable. And if people will seek out the assistance, we can not just relieve suffering, but we can certainly save lives. So that's number one. I should, by the way, mention parenthetically that um, suicide in pre-adolescence it's very different than among adolescents and adults. And adolescents and adults, probably the primary real culprit is some sort of depression or, or distress or pain. In children, very often it's a result of more impulsive types of <coughs> conditions, such as ADHD or oppositional defiant disorder. And uh, we can handle this. We can address it um, if, we, if, if people are willing to, you know, don't feel like they have to hide it and are willing to go for assistance. Dr. Blumenthal, it's Robert. Uh, I know that uh, you know most of the community by now knows about uh, the courageous act of, of the parents who wanted people to know uh, that their daughter um, actually um, suicided, as we say. Um, but um, I, I think what's important to let people know is the after effects of that courageous decision and to let people know how on Monday, on Labor Day, so many youth counselors from the area met with you and our team and what the results were of those conversations. Right. right. Yes, we did meet with the youth directors of that, uh, of that synagogue, and we met with, uh, with friends and neighbors, and we're still, we're still processing a lot of this. But I think more importantly was we, uh, I did a phone session for the community on, I believe it was Sunday night before Labor Day. Last time we checked, this has been posted on YouTube and is posted on the Ohio website. There were 15,000 hits, uh, which means that this is striking a chord, that people want to, uh, want to know what to look for in children and how to keep their children safe in many respects. And we are doing a great job. I don't want to stand, you know, make it sound like I'm condemning any community or parents. We're really progressing on amazing. I mean, this experience, as tragic as it was and as painful as it was, was also in some respects inspiring because a community rallied and really decided that as a result of this, that they're going to educate themselves some more and see how they can be even better parents, although they're all very good parents. They can be even better parents to their children and to their friends' children. We know there's some satellite locations. There's a lot of these, are a lot of these programs and 
and support groups, et cetera, happening in the Brooklyn facility? The well, Avenue a, well actually, no. The, in, in these cases of trauma services, Dr. Blumenthal, Sidney Ryder, Cheryl Chernovsky, we have a trauma team led by Dr. Blumenthal. And in cases like this, we'll go out to the community itself. And meet, we'll meet with the community uh, uh, on their own turf for uh, um, convenience purposes. Amazing. Well, Dr. Blumenthal, a, uh, an encouraging word to wrap things okay. up. What do you think? Okay. What would be the encouraging message? I hope I have very little, if not nothing, to do this year. <laughs> Amen uh, to that. I mean, I, my, my, my hope for Rosh Hashanah is that I'll go out of business. Um, and so let's hope for, for really a, a, a banner year. And I think we have all the ingredients to have it. We have a, a, a well-to-do community. We have very dedicated parents. We have great schools and many facilities and providers. And I think we have all the ingredients in place. If we take advantage of it, I think we can really have a very successful year of growth and uh, achievement for us and our children. Amen. I'm giving a lot of people a lot of good Let, help. Let's break down the stigma. Yeah. Let's no break down the that's, stigma. That's, Thank you, doctor. Thank you so much. Okay. My pleasure. Okay. Nice talking to you. And Shana Tovat to you. There he is, Dr. Norman Blumenthal, of course. One of the great people you get to work with. A lot of good people Uh, on your uh, team. He's an amazing colleague, Dr. Blumenthal. He's an amazing colleague. He's so self-effacing, modest, um, humble, with an incredible amount of knowledge. And Nahum, you have to see how people pine to spend time with him and his team and have, you know, his, his, his OHEL services provided to them. He's not going to tell you this, but his biggest, his busiest day of the year was yesterday. Seriously? And if you think about it, it makes sense. Um, someone close to us, a colleague, said, you wouldn't believe how busy Dr. Blumenthal is today. Why today? All of the children and families that he serviced over this summer, and Nebuch, there were quite a few, yesterday was their worst day because it was the first day of school. Wow. My child should be going back to school today. Right. And instead... Look what happened. Look what happened. Look what we've got. And by the way, as a result, as a result of this nine-year-old girl um, who took her own life, and as a result of the courage of her parents coming, coming out um, uh, openly to, mm-hmm. to Rabbi Block in Kesher in, in Tenafly, Englewood, um, and, and him starting the conference call with the words... The family wants everyone to know that Miri took her own life. And the fact that we're even talking about it like this, they hoped that they would inspire other parents to come forward who were suffering from the same problems. And I can, if those parents are listening, and if that community's listening, and I'm sure they are, we know for a fact now, just based on Dr. Blumenthal's team's work on Monday, on Labor Day, two or three families are experiencing the same problem. And that's just in one community. And in a very short period of so, time. So, I mean, look, what we're, not here, what we're saying is, um, you know, I, I, can I, if I could just, I'm holding my iPhone. Mm-hmm. I actually brought a prop with me. We're not, we're, 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 we're going to It looks have, like an apple. It's an apple. And I'm holding my iPhone. What's the iPhone called? Apple. Okay, now, this is my own vort. This isn't Rabbi Pesach Kron. This isn't. You know, this is this is. It's a Robert Katz original. This is me. I'm starting a safer, the the Magid of of Fairlawn. No, so take a look at the Apple, right. and take a look at the Apple logo. Right. What's wrong with the Apple logo? It's incomplete. It's incomplete. It's it has what? a bite. Has a bite bitten out of it. Just like the Apple in Gan Eden, when Chava ate the Apple, what happened? It was the worst disaster in human Steve history. Steve Jobs knew what he was doing. 
when he created the logo of the iPhone for being an incomplete Apple. I'm convinced that he could have used a real Apple. Sure, why not? Why are we taking a bite out of the Apple? This iPhone, the social media. The which social, you use. Which I want to throw out the window right now if you'll do it with me. Will you do it with me? No. Okay. But I want to. Okay? The social media, the bullying, the so the the cyberbullying, the the political discourse, the the, the the hearing every tragedy the hearing from every, every corner tragedy of the world. From earth, every right. corner of the earth is overwhelming. And it's returned us to a world that Steve Jobs predicted, an apple that's been bitten into. Wow. Wow. Thank you. Got to send you on tour. That was a good one. <laughs> there you go. No charge also. <laughs> that was a good one. Robert Katz. I'm, I'm, I'm convinced. I'm convinced. Anyway, look, we try to make the world a better place. We try to elevate lives every day, obviously. Um, we have a lot of work ahead of us. And... Um, and uh, just thank you for giving us this forum just to alert people. Uh, it's on our Norman, Norman, Dr. Norman Blumenthal's speech is on our website, ohelfamily.org. The conference call wow. taped, recorded um, in conjunction with uh, the Kesher Synagogue and with Yeshivat Noam, of course, Rabbi Chaim Hagler, sure. our good friend. Um, and and uh, the community was all involved there. Uh, well over 200 people were listening live during the conference call and uh as Dr. Blumenthal said, over 15,000 people have already listened in via our website, ohelfamily.org. There is much to learn. There is much to pick up, much knowledge to gain about our children and what they're facing um, and what to look for as the new school year begins. What a, uh, what a startling conversation, but an important one. And I'm glad you brought it to us. I thank you for that. Ohel Gala, the 24th of November. Ohel enjoying its brand new home on Avenue M in Brooklyn, New York. The acute uh, medical care is uh, is up it's and running. It's still acute. It's up and running. Uh, yeah, we uh, it's it's uh, uh, you know uh, closed for some renovations right, right now, but it'll be open again very shortly. And we have an urgent care facility now at the main campus as well. It's very uh, important it, for the Brooklyn community. Well, it's very you know it's very interesting. It's when you have a mental health facility in the same on the same floor as a medical facility. Right. We've already had cases where people come in thinking they're having a heart attack and we send them to the mental health clinic because it's a panic attack. And then we've had cases where people come into the mental health clinic thinking, thinking it's a panic attack. And it's a physical ailment. What, you need to go to the mental oh health facility gosh. right away. Yeah. Talk about Talk about important inconvenience. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. unbelievable. And obviously, all the clients that we have there during dayhab that are right. that we're servicing throughout the day um, can easily get their blood checked and and blood and 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 work get worked up uh, on a on a medical checkup uh, on a regular basis with that urgent care facility there. So it's it's very convenient. But a lot going on. It's just one of the things. It's just one of the many things that um, uh, you know. This is the card that we give out. Ohel serves thirteen thousand one hundred eighty three total people. Uh, in the last year, um, wow. uh, people who have been directly affected by us uh, and our services from elder care uh, down to foster care and everything in between. Um, it's hard to be everything to everybody. And I realize that, you know, some organizations, you know, specifically will uh, focus on one issue, um, so forth and so on. And what we try to do is, um, is identify the next trends for the Jewish community, big gadol as a bigger picture. Um, and certainly what we just discussed with Dr. Blumenthal 
is is absolutely one of the trends that we're noticing. No question about it. I thank you for bringing it to our attention. Robert Katz, Chief Development Officer, of course, at OHEL. Our thanks to Dr. Blumenthal as well. Circle your calendar for the 24th of November for the 50th anniversary celebration at the New York Marriott Marquis. And we bless OHEL in the coming year. They continue to service all those tens of thousands of people that Robert referenced. And you've been there for 48 of the 50 galas, Nahum. That so, might be. So that we, might we be. look forward to seeing you, yes. Although 48, come on. Come on. 48? A significant number of them, I would say. That's how I would put Mike it. Mike Hellman has probably been he to 48. Been he may have been to 48 of them. That's true, yes. More coming up. It is a Wednesday morning edition of JM and the AM.